Hello, Film Files. What's happening? We're all brought together again for an hour of Movie Mania. And tonight's going to be fun. It's going to be a little bit of a sequel city, I think. You're listening to 90.7 WAZU. I'm Jimmy Malone. I'm Stuart Randolph. I'm Ben Snowden. And tonight we're going to be talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day from 1991. And... Well, I guess there's a couple different ways you can say our second one, but I'm going to call it The Road Warrior from 1981. So we're going to get to all that and more. Uh, Stay with us. You're listening to Movie Show Theater. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? What we've got here is failure to communicate. Open the pod bay doors, Hal. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. What do you want? You want the moon? Just say the word and I'll throw a lasso around and pull it down. What's your favorite scary movie? Have you ever seen a grown man naked? Yippee-ki-yay. Now, globby, bottle of cheap, stinking chip oil! You warthog-faced... Half-witted, scruffy-looking nerf herder! This is... Theater. So tonight we're going to follow in our new tradition, and I think Ben may or may not have some trivia for us. Oh, I do. Plus two, I think with the I way I, I think with the way I set the game up, there are a couple of questions where you don't have to get the 100% correct answer, and okay. that I would be able to say, hey, if you're the closest, you'll get a point. Closest wins. I was looking for some pens. Anybody got a pen out there? I, I do not have a pen. No. Nope. We thought about Sorry. writing in blood. Um, you I could, do have some scabs I could pick. You just, yeah, I've got a good one on my thumb, I'll tell you. <laughs> Goodness. Every time I turn around, I bump it into something, and I start bleeding everywhere. Jimmy, did you find a pen? Yes, I didn't want to do the text messaging because standard data rates and charges may apply. Uh, All right, are we playing? What are we playing here? Yeah, let's go. Online. Let's do this. All right. All right, so here's the first question, and I'll explain the entire question because there could be different interpretations of it already so far so good the question is which movie is estimated to be the biggest box office loser of all time um for this question there's no adjustment for inflation uh so even if you don't get the answer right you'll get a point if your selected movie lost more money than your opponent's selected movie any movie yeah and i have a, a list that i can refer to in case neil ever gets like the one i can just see which one of your movies lost more money well, I know what I'm going with. It's kind of a sad question. It is kind of a sad one. <laughs> I must put Battlefield Earth. Okay. The answer, was, the answer was neither Waterworld nor Battlefield Earth. It was actually John Carter. John Oh, that's oh, right. Yeah. With all that high-tech um, stuff. An estimated yeah. 122 to $200 million. So... Not even by a long shot. No, no, no. These are so. I'll probably have to look these both up separately then, because those weren't even on the list of the biggest losers. What? Yeah, I know. And I do like Waterworld. I like it a lot. I do. You know what? I've always liked. It's highly inspired by Road Warrior. Absolutely. Yeah, obviously inspired by Road Warrior. The post-apocalyptic. You know, kind of rogue out there on his own. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I get why people didn't like it. I totally get it. Yeah, but it's so much better than the Postman, and 
<laughs> let's be honest. Um, it's a neat idea. It's yeah. a really neat idea. And there were some really good scenes in that film that now the the Dennis Hopper character is way over the top. I mean, way over the top. Even more and than his have, King Koopa have, character. Could have dialed Mario it Brothers. back just a little bit. This is but. surprising. With a budget of $172 million, I'm not including marketing and distribution, cost for a total outlay of $235 million. The, original, the film originally grossed $88 million at the North American box office. The film did better overseas with $176 million for a world total of $264 million. Who? What? Water for Waterworld. Oh, yeah. That doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I can see it playing much better in other other places than than the United States. You don't have the expectations. Yeah, I think. no expectations. Yeah, I don't know who the hell Kevin caught. Well, they do, but well, you like know what? Do. No, they don't yeah. know him like we do. Good news: Battlefield Earth wins. Oh, the winner by a wide margin. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> one more ha- safe Yay. bet. Safe bet. Safe Netted bet more or lost more money? Lost more. Lost more. <laughs> lost right, way more, more. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> This one might be uh, a little more straightforward, but we'll see. Uh, who is the voice of the Grinch in the animated Grinch movie? Oh, I know it. Oh. I, mm, I don't know if it's spelled right, but I think that's what it is. The answer is Boris Karloff. Oh, I was close. I was closer than him. Do you, do I said Lon Chaney. Oh, yeah. yeah. Horror icon. Yeah. So this next one is like one of those shot in the dark kind of questions, but how many pairs of prop glasses did daniel radcliffe go through by the end of the harry potter series and whoever is closest will get the point so how many pairs of prop glasses did the daniel radcliffe go through in the did, harry potter series how many pairs did they have uh, okay i'll just whatever if you take jimmy's answer times 10 that's the answer <laughs> Stu put 100 down the answer is 160 Jeez. Glasses left Stew right, two, Jimmy hey, zero. They, they have a big budget, you know. Yeah, and right. I know. Hundred and sixty. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I knew it was a lot, but man, that's it. This is um kind of a niche one too, but this is also a great one. The director of this film had to prove in court that his actors were still alive and didn't get killed during the movie. Oh. The director yeah. of this film had to prove in court that his actors were still alive and didn't get killed during the filming of this movie. Oh, goodness. I can't. I'm, I'm flaking. I can't even come up with an answer. I'm sorry. I'm done. Cannibal Holocaust. Ah! Uh, see? Yeah, I was thinking Sanchez exactly. and Myrick from Blair Witch. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, absolutely. That would have been a good guess, but no. Cannibal Holocaust? Really? That's right up your gore alley, isn't it? I really right did, up I didn't, your I gore actually hole. didn't like it. I, it's you know supposed to be one of those movies like one of the most shocking movies of all time. It's just uh, campy and dumb. I wouldn't say it's campy and dumb. It's one of those movies that's really mean spirited. This would be the fifth question. All right. As a director, Christopher Nolan does not have any movies rated as rotten on RottenTomatoes.com. But what is his lowest rated movie? So pretty much, what is Christopher Nolan's lowest rated movie on RottenTomatoes.com? You know, know what? Directors are my hardest thing. I can never remember directors. Uh, no, I can't even. No, I got nothing. Interstellar. Really? Really? Yeah. It's at 71%. I think the next closest one is uh, 76%. What? The ending drove me crazy, but I yeah. thought it was. You know, I saw this on a Reddit thread today, but somebody had just watched Contact for the first time. Sure. And. Uh, 
so similar. Almost oh, yeah. like uh, plagiarism similar as far as having... The, not not yeah. not plagiarism, but no, insanely stretch, close. But yeah. Although Contact was based on the book written by Carl Sagan. Yeah, so it was. That's, yeah. That's Carl Sagan said, yeah. Yeah, that's really, yeah. So out of five questions, Stu is the winner. Woot, yeah. So what does that get me? Respect? That gets you next Love. week's selection. Oh. So Ben chose this week's, and I guess it's kind of a getting back to our roots uh, episode, because we did the first Terminator, Terminator yeah. And we did Temple of Doom uh, for our first episode. So I was trying to figure out how I feel about sequels and what matters most to me. So I came up with a list of, I call it my sequel credibility criteria chart. First one, standalone stability. How does it stand alone as a uh, singular film without its predecessor? Cast and crew reprisal, if applicable. Right. That always matters. Yeah. Um, narrative similarities as far as Act 1, Act 2, Act 3, because ho- most horror movies now, and Ben yeah. can attest to this, the quarantines, the wrecks, the um, VHSs, it's just how can we make this as similar to the first one without make, actual plagiarism? Yeah, without plagiarizing the, ourselves. Yeah. Right. So that's important. And then like the overall tonality of the movie. Okay. Like for me, the last time that I watched Road Warrior, I did not think this. But Road Warrior is a total Western. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, it's a Western. It's a a good almost sequel to the last episode that we did because, um, like, replace all of these cars and dune buggies with horses. You're like, oh, hey, wait a second. You know, you have your lone desperado coming to save the town who's also a reluctant he's a gun hero. for hire yeah, yeah he's a gun for hire definitely yeah. the lonely drifter yeah the, the the interesting thing and to address your first question is the uh was that the uh standalone ability if that's even a word i guess stability stability mm-hmm. okay um terminator 2 can stand alone but you really do need the first film to to do have a framework for it. Mm-hmm. Road Warrior, one hundred percent, is its own film. Yeah, which you don't need to see Mad Max. You would never need to see Thunderdome. You see Mad Max in the you first see, thirty seconds of that's Road right. Warrior. You see Road Warrior, you get it. Mm-hmm. It you understand Road Warrior by far standalone should have been a standalone. They never should have made Thunderdome, in my opinion. Uh. But blaster, blaster. Even though there were some amusing moments. No, I, I like the idea of the cage match with the weapons. Oh, but yeah. It's just like the whole movie was... No, it was all built around, around that. Like How are we going to get ideas. him in the cage exactly. with this huge dude with the little dude attached to his back? And exactly. then there's going to be a chainsaw, all yeah, right? right? And Tina Turner. Uh, well, <laughs> again. <laughs> so, Road Warrior, though... <laughs> Yeah, the rock and roller, Ayatollah, you know, when he's just going off. Um, anyway, uh, no, there are some really glaring, obvious things wrong with the film. Like, for instance, you're all after gasoline, and yet you drive 100 miles an hour at all times. And in circles, like, and all, in day circles, long, yeah. with all, all day long. All day long, yeah. Hey, look at us you're driving while there's a gas shortage. You're not any Woo. way, shape, or form. And yeah. You're just gonna drive like a maniac whenever you want, um, and and the, the what do you, did did fashion just take a dip for the worse? I uh, mean, I think I what was it? Was awesome. like a was it like it's uh, almost a, coming back too. a gay pride parade uh, yeah. that went horribly wrong? 
Are you talking about? I mean, are you talking about Mr. Humongous? <laughs> yes, it's true, Humongous. I Lord mean, Humongous. I, the Lord Humongous. Yeah, and I mean, because he's got his little blonde boy toy oh, wait, yeah. that, that ends that, up that getting boomeranged. Yeah, yeah. Humongous is a hockey mask guy, and then Wes is the Mohawk guy. Right, is, right. Actually, I think like the slave character from South Park might be based on them. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. Because like he just has this guy like. <laughs> I, and, like, one of the brutal parts of the film, yeah, there is a rape, and that sucks. But one thing you notice is that when they bring the woman into their evil, villainous camp, like, Wes has no interest in her at all. He just throws her down. It's like, yeah. I'm going to go back to my boy man, toy, my manslave with the feathered hair. And he does <laughs> – I got to admit, you know, it must have been pretty rough filming the entire movie with ass chaps, like, especially if they're out in the desert. I know. I like, just imagine, like, just imagine how much – road burn he has on his cheeks there's some serious chafing like some sand rub yeah. you know? they don't show the lotion application yeah <laughs> he puts the lotion in the basket Every or else it gets the turn... hose again <laughs> very simplistic i i kept thinking who's the is toady the little boy's name you the know what he's growled? never knew he's the feral kid right yeah, yeah the feral kid i don't think they ever actually named him is Toadie the... I don't um, remember ever hearing so the name. Like the I think it, it is me. Feral Kid. Other than the narrator yeah, from the beginning, than, he which is was cool. The, he is the narrator eventually, mm-hmm. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's like kind of what I thought. The yeah. The film, like there's the voice at the start of the film, and at the end of the film, it's like, oh, hey, um, Gyro Captain became our leader, and then I became yeah. a leader, and... Yeah. I guess yeah. there were some rumors uh, when Fury Road came out that people were like, yeah, the ma- uh, Tom Hardy is the Feral Kid. No. With no Which proof is kind of fun. But... No, totally not. And, and, and by the way, it deserved all the accolades that it got at the Oscars. Oh, yeah. Uh, totally and completely. Oh, Road did. Warrior? The new one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Mad Max? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. With Charlize Theron? Oh, I, I I saw it one time and I thought, eh. Mm, uh. The second time I watched it, so much better. The third time I watched it, even better. Cinematically, mm-hmm. it's brilliant. Well, it's great because it, it really reminds you that the actual narrative, like story plot of a film, is a very small part of the whole experience. Absolutely, because the Road Warrior plays out this way too. But Fury Road, there's not really a whole lot of story going on. I mean, there is a story, but it's just so much fun to watch. Oh, yeah. It's like the most beautiful music video you've ever seen. (laughs) It's the most effed up music video you've ever seen. If you you go back to Road Warrior and the way they they frame things, it's almost like a live-action comic book, you know, with all these sweeping shots and sometimes, like, no dialogue at all. Like, um, the only thing I can think of, too, that might be derivative is um, Brian May's score – there were a couple of times where, like, the French horn would come and be like, man, if you throw in a couple more notes, John Williams is going to be calling your no ass. Kidding. It's like, no kidding. Oh, hey, He's real uh, close in a couple of spots. You're not kidding. Well, and the, it almost doesn't uh-huh. match either. I mean, the music yeah. is so gorgeous and, and dramatic and over the top, and it doesn't really – doesn't really match the visuals. That a lot was of the time. early yeah. '80s, though. Yeah, that was the early '80s. I mean, it really was. I mean, that was something where you looked at it and you're like, "This doesn't go together in yeah. any way, shape, or form." This needs this needs some really rough some and synthesizer, some synthesizer, or something to go with it. But yeah, ooh, John Carpenter shit. That would have been great. That would have yeah. been great. But no, they went with a full orchestration and everything, and so. Not bad, not yeah. by a long shot, but it just didn't seem to fit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, I also think it's. I thought it was really kind of amusing that guns were such a rarity. 
Yeah. I mean, they were there, but they're really not. I mean, they're more like it's the, like a backup. It's like a backup. Yeah, it's more like the throwing weapons or the bows and arrows or the crossbows and I kind of just assumed it was because everything is limited. Everything is limited, <clears throat> and yet everybody. I, I, how are they living? I mean, how what what's the food? <laughs> situation what's the food I mean, sitch yeah yeah and the water so that would have been more believable if they were fighting over a water supply rather than an oil supply there's soylent green somewhere off camera. soylent green <laughs> is that what it is there yeah. oh. it seems as though in all yeah. of these post-apocalyptic dystopian future movies there's always some sort of like like you were talking about with the driving in the gasoline and right. water in water world anthony hopkin chain smokes it's like constantly. I don't know if Anthony like Hopkins paper, wasn't paper in it, and tobacco have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did I say? Anthony Hopkins. <laughs> yeah, that would have been that would have been a totally totally different, different movie. movie. Yeah. No, you know no. Martha Stewart was dating Anthony Hopkins. What? At the time, Silence of the Lambs came out. No. And she broke up with Anthony Hopkins because she was like creeped out. out. She by couldn't him? look at him. Okay, in the same yeah, way. I could get that. Yeah. All right. I think he had the last laugh on that one because he didn't go to prison. Yeah, that's oh, totally yeah, true. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Sorry, Martha. Okay. So, anyway. I hope we're still being yeah, friends. My thought, uh, well, she's going to stop anyway. listening to movie show theater now. No, oh, you know no. what? It's one of those Why things where <laughs> with, with the lack of something, like with the lack of gasoline or gasoline, as they say in this movie. Yeah. Uh, with the lack of gas in this, why are they using so much of it, number one? Number two, it comes right after, at least in true time, chronological time, right after the the big crisis, the gas crisis. Yeah, where they, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not long after that when – I mean, there were cars that were just lined up for miles with the, the oil crisis in the United States and everything like that. So you can kind of see how that might fly mm-hmm. for, for the worldwide, why that would really kind of stick to – to to the person to the people, but again, it's one of those things that um, I I don't think that it stands up with the test of time because you yeah. can see the holes. You see the holes. Where's the food coming from? Where's the water coming from? Those are the things you need to be fighting over in a desert, not over gas. And and again, there's such little there's, mention of food and water. There's so little mention. They were of, all and, eating dog food. Maybe I, mean, I don't know. Seriously, where is it coming from? Because there, I mean, at least in the new Mad Max, water and food was a was a big thing. Mm-hmm. Water in particular was a big thing. Gas was kind of an afterthought, and and I loved that fact that it was an afterthought. Yes, mm-hmm. there's gas that they're hauling. Yes, they're 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 you know it's a commodity between the quote unquote tribes. But uh, again, it's it's an afterthought compared to you know uh, the young girls who are breeders and the the fact that water was a driving factor. So yeah, plus it, too, it's like with with the time frame of the Road Warrior, the only way I f- give it some forgiveness and like all these things we're mentioning is just the tight time frame. It's just like you're kind of thrown into. It's just like okay, you know, here's Max. Here is Humongous and his crew. I cannot say that with a straight face. <laughs> he would totally drive like a, a six-wheeled truck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was in our time. But it, you're almost like thrown into the story with some urgency to it. So some they may not get time to mention those things, but I was kind of wondering that at the same time that they're you know fighting over gasoline and there would probably be more valuable resources, especially if their whole plan was to just like, 
stick it out in the desert because, you know, they had kind of built a small society there. So, obviously, they're surviving on something. They have to be yeah. surviving on something. Oh, there's a waterfall right around just, the corner in the state. And yeah. it can't be the, the little <laughs> rabbits that the, that the feral kids bringing back either. I mean, yeah. I mean, seriously, there has to be some sort of sustainable pro- produce of some sort. And, and again, it, uh, it brilliantly, I, I thought – Road Warrior is so fun to watch. Yeah. It's so it, alpha you, male. It's it just, so alpha male. You can't watch it not like clench your fist. Right. I know. Oh, I know. And, and they're – Have they're, a power drill in each hand. They're <laughs> – I'm going to drink some motor oil. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I Netflix mean, and, and, and drill. And truly, that – I mean, it launched Gibson's career. Yeah. That movie launched his career, and, and unfortunately, he's gone off the – deep end as he's gotten older like you're right about that one sugar lips oh my god but and that's the sad thing because i really enjoy his movies i enjoy mm-hmm. his movies thoroughly. did you watch the expendables i've never seen the expendables and i probably never will unless you make me watch it for this some thing point. it was pretty funny it was yeah. definitely self-aware yeah self-deprecating in a lot of ways yeah okay yeah anyway well, but it's so what i brought up uh Little feral kid, because I kept thinking, you know who'd make a really cute couple? The feral kid and Newt from Aliens. Oh, uh, uh, no, no, feral kid's got like eyes on the side of his head. Yeah, he's like a little fetal alcohol kid. Oh well, yeah, you know? he's, and he's, he's just more. I, I mean, anything. seriously, he's got yeah. baby teeth and he's ten. I mean, uh, he's got he's like a grown up with baby teeth. Well, the fact that he communicates with uh, uh, rabid uh, animals uh, is a little bit <laughs> disturbing. Yeah. I. I he does get cool points for like taking out back flipping into his gonna, little yeah, hole. No kidding. Well, I was gonna. I'm just gonna refer to the dude with the fluffed hair Flat, and feathered his hair again. Yeah. From now on, yeah. but yeah. he gets points for just like tossing his boomerang up and just you know uh, taking out the temple of of slave yeah. and driving west you know be like oh we gotta kill him all did you uh, did you notice like the super masculine man hug that he was getting from humongous like oh i know oh. yeah he's like yeah. oh no my war dog you will be okay everyone's like yeah war dog <laughs> let's let us go back to the right. loved in and said let's this. go back to the loved yeah, exactly. war dog is that what yes. you want to call him <laughs> Yeah, I thought it that was, was ooh, yeah, that's just the, the standalone stability, just the fact that it can be the road warrior and nobody really contests it. I oh, guess yeah. it was Mad Max 2 in Australia and everywhere else in the world except United States was the road, road warrior, warrior because yep. they didn't even they didn't really push the cast billing for Mm-mm. that movie because, like you said, he wasn't he wasn't anybody at that point, and and the the original Mad Max was such an underground thing. Still, mm-hmm. I mean, it was underground before underground was underground. You know, yeah, it and it really didn't. Underground. What's that? It was below the underground. subterranean, oh, even. And but if you go back and watch that film. That's actually kind of edgy and good too. I it mean, is, it's got but a it's lot more of about really the story. Great... I feel yeah. like. it really is. It's yeah, a lot different. Oh and yeah, I, I remember it being very. Uh, I don't want to say slow, but very uh, story driven. It was story driven. It was more about the. It was character driven. Let's put yeah. it that way. More like they made than... that right. setting it up for Road Warrior. Absolutely, yeah. So with Terminator, uh, this is one of the movies that I could, I could, I could come really close to being able to quote Terminator two. I've seen it more times, about as much times as I've seen Pee-wee's Big Adventure. (laughs) But uh, the first one I remember seeing, both of them I saw when I was 
way too young to be seeing them. But right. the first one, it was good. It was it was it was great. It, it hit all these you know uh, points criteria for an action movie. But it was really dark, and there were no comedic moments whatsoever. And you can really tell the changes that the studio made them go through for the second one because there's comedy everywhere, in the, which is fine. I mean, there's a lot of like cute quips, but yeah. you know the difference between Mad Max and Mel Gibson and Arnold. You oh, know, geez. it might have just been Carl. You know, Arnold two, Arnold Day. Right. They could have yeah. called it that because that's pretty much it's pretty much what, what it was. was. Yeah. 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 But there and were... they really lightened it up. Um, and the well, violence. The addition, and... the addition of the kid. Parts, oh, for sure. The like, addition of the kid. You know, the young John Connor and the. The the dynamic between the Terminator and John Connor mm-hmm. and how that that grows, you can't help but have a little comedic, you know, turn in there because he's he's sent to protect Connor, and yet he's this you know hulking, you know, cybernetic thing that was originally meant to kill him. Mm-hmm. You can't help but think that there if he's gonna save him he's gonna have some sort of comedic turn yeah and and i, mean, I don't want to say that is a bad thing i mean i i love no. i'd still laugh when he tries to smile in the oh, desert yeah. yeah but i recently watched within the last year i had watched terminator 2 and then i went and watched the first one i was like wow it's a big tone change. terminator is huge and, and i think compared to and i think yeah. i think another big joke of terminator 2 is the contrast from his character in the first one Arnold's character? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, other than the fact that he was a bad guy, now he's a good guy. Well, he was programmed differently, so you can kind of see the... And again, you can call it programming, you can call it whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. but that's what it really boils down to. He was programmed to save John Connor in the second one and not kill him. Mm-hmm. And so, what's he going to be like? Yeah, he's going to be a little more amenable, he's going to be a little more friendly, he's going to be a little more... well. In in time, he becomes more of a father figure than anything else, you know, mm-hmm. than Kyle Reese ever was, obviously, because he was dead. But again, it's it's even though John meets him later, Kyle is not a father. He's more of a father to Kyle in the in the long run. John mm-hmm. is. And so it, it it's. Yeah. Is uh, that uh, which is movie are we talking Oh, are we talking Terminator about two. Terminator 2 or are we talking about the chaps in road warrior i mean because there have to be i mean i guess there could be one they would have to be one for both person i mean no i don't think there's a universal uh butt makeup -er, you know what i mean take the shine off those cheeks please powder they're just glistening they're just sweating all over the place yeah well you know (laughs) those cheeks are ruining my shot Plus, they just looked really uncomfortable, too, because, well, I mean, God, leather I and mean, you're in the desert. Like, that's the other part. I mean, I like get, Mel's, I get the... Mel's outfit in that. I get it. I, I mean, he's basically armored himself. I mean, that's the way he was when he was on the motorcycle and everything else, and he's in this cop car that's all tricked out. I get it. What about these other weirdos and these pieces? They're like flotsam and jetsam pieces of leather. If you're going to dress that way in the desert, you're going to die of heat asphyxiation before you die of anything else. Monkey said the right point. It's like, hey, he I just won't wear a shirt. I'm shirtless and I'm wearing a hockey mask. <laughs> so this was one of my favorite parts about the Mad Max was the jacket. So the yeah, the right awesome. arm of the jacket was missing because he was run over by a bike in the original Mad Max. Right? And the medics would have cut the sleeve of his jacket off. And the the squeaky leg brace. Yeah. Love that bit. From his knee 
getting shot through in the original film. Yep. The harness with the spanners and the other objects dangling off the little like size ten. Oh yeah. Socket wrench. I thought that's that was pretty great. It's like custom I think, made. I think the way that they tricked him out was perfect. I really do because there are very few things that are on him that are not useful in some way, shape, or form. Very few. Now the way that they outfitted Warrior Woman, the lady with the oh, football God. pads outside oh, of her clothes. <laughs> I laugh so hard. I don't. I don't understand that costume choice at all. Which one? Which the lady? football player? Oh yeah. I mean, come like, on. I think that's literally what she's billed as is Warrior, Warrior she's Woman. She's one who yeah. dies on top of the tanker when yeah. right, right, to yeah. the final scenes. I, uh, what was? I what, am a what makes them think that the football pads are going to do anything? I mean, come on. Yeah. Wear leather. Look, the bad guys are wearing leather. Wear le- well, I, they're also wearing football pads. Mohawk's wearing football pads the entire time. That would just get and so unbearable. The, uh, Humongous has mask. a hockey mask. Oh, my God. They but must have bad It must have been one of those deserts that's cool all the time. Yeah, you know? no kidding, right? <laughs> it also must have been right by a secondhand sports store. The only yeah. one who was dressed appropriately for the desert was the gyrocopter guy. Yeah. He's wearing light-colored clothing, loosely fit, draped on. The only one dressed that way. Which, ironically, I guess the desert was so cold when they filmed, when they weren't shooting, everybody had to be cuddled in blankets. Well, great, but... But that's not what they're portraying. That's not what they're portraying. Yeah. Again. So I, I was asking about film jobs because I have yeah. a fascination with the Foley artist. Oh, yeah. I think mine would be director of photography for sure, but... Uh, so I had known prior that... James Cameron wanted to do this a long time ago, but the technology didn't want to exist. Right. The tech did, didn't, didn't want, want to. to. Technology doesn't want to exist. No, I don't want to be here. <laughs> I I'm, exist. I'm going home. I don't like you. <laughs> so the sound of the T-1000 passing through metal bars, sound designer Gary Rydstrom simply inverted an open can of dog food and recorded the close-packed food as it oozed slowly out. Awesome. I love it. The transforming... And flowing like mercury, the metallic sound is this brain of dust off into a mixture of flour and water with a condom-sealed microphone submerged in the goo. And then for the sound of bullets striking the T-1000, inverted glass was slammed into a container of yogurt, creating a combo sound of hard edge and goop. Somebody could I love it. Somebody I know. Could've so that I went, how in how ingenious, right? I mean, it, it's like it's like the guys from uh, THX wandering around mm-hmm. and and banging on random things until they get to the blaster sound, which ended up being a cable strapped to a power line. The, yeah. the support cables. All that is is a, a wrench being whacked on one of those cables, and it's pew. You know, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, different frequencies and everything else, but that's what it ended up being. It's got to be a really rewarding Oh, my job. gosh. Can you imagine? Just like, you know, the first person who thought of bone breaking or joint, like, snapping. With celery. Celery. Yeah. Celery. What it's happens brilliant. When you snap it? It's just or like snaps. hitting wet potatoes with a baseball bat right. for a good punch. For a good punch, yeah. I read with a lightsaber, or not with a lightsaber, but some of the blaster sounds was just a styrofoam cup that... Uh, Somebody put a slinky on mm-hmm. and just dropped the slinky to the ground from different heights. Oh, so yeah. So I was like, no, no way. Can't happen. So I went out yep. and bought a slinky. And it worked. And I, it was amazing. You did it. Yep. It My trunk kind of sounds like Chewbacca. We should go out. <laughs> your trunk? I'm going to. I'm gonna. What's in your trunk? The door to the you trunk. Gotta, you got to oh, okay. let that 
person out of there. It's man. actually Chewbacca in my feral. <laughs> Chewbacca is in my trunk. Oh, is is he? Oh, oh. Well, he likes it in there. Let him out. I did. I like go in the trunk and everything. He's like, no, yeah, man. Yeah. I'm like, he's well. I mean, really, he said that. Like yeah. That, I mean, God damn it, Ben. I'm Peter Mayhew. He's like, hey, man. You made the mistake of just putting pizzas in here when I was in here, and now you yeah, just keep on bringing well, me pizzas. Why do you think go. I'm going to go Randomly out when you bring pizza. me pizzas? Okay, yeah, I guess. Yeah, I blame, I blame him. Yeah. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so the Terminator 2, I was trying to figure out which uh, backdrop I liked more. It, it's, I feel like it all comes down between, like, the sewer chase, the mall chase, the lava manufacturing plant at the end or whatever the, the hell steel, that was, it was the, the steel, steel mill plant. steel mill yeah or the cyberdyne uh, building i like the steel mill steel i like that best cool. i like that best and and i think because that it was the grittiest well if you're going to kill the t1000 i mean obviously you're going to need heavy machinery or whatever it is mm-hmm. i mean you know I, I just felt that that was the best place for it to happen and unfortunately unfor- it's kind of contrived but again what I mean, because that particular character was so unique and so brand new, you just never have seen anything like that before. The T one thousand, the T one thousand on screen. I mean, the liquid metal. What a brilliant idea! And I think the effects. Oh, oh, totally. They, they, they hold up do. so well. Which they really do. Me watching it again, like I, I hadn't watched that specific film in a long time. It's just like, well, okay, that's one of the things I'm going to be looking for. It's like, oh, this actually looks better than a lot of modern special yeah, effects. Yeah, it somehow. really does. Yeah, well, that's because it was really well done. It won four Oscars. I know. I know. I read and some fact that it was like one of only a couple sequels that have ever, ever won, won Oscars, an Oscar yeah. when the first one yeah. wasn't. No, I know. And, and it deserved it. I'll be honest. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't the first movie. It wasn't the dark first movie. But I'll be honest. That movie can stand on its own as well. Not as well as Road Warrior. Yeah. Not as I, well as Road Warrior, but it can still stand on its own. Yeah, I think it kind of can. I think that if you have never seen Terminator and it You'd was be a little if, lost. and the sequel was just called Judgment Day, I think it would almost be too convoluted. Well, you'd and be a little lost. You were wondering, well, who's this kid and who's this, this lady who's crazy lady ranting and raving? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which, I, by the way, I like how she is portrayed in the the Nut House. Oh yeah, she I think does Linda great. Hamilton is brilliant in there. I think she scares every. I think that's why she doesn't get any acting roles. I she freaks agree. Everybody she out. freaks everybody out. Yeah, they, they gave one to her in uh, that volcano. What was it, Dante's Peak? Dante's Peak, and that was the only other thing I can think of her in, other than and her you know, si- her twin stuff. sister was in. That's really cool. Was in the film with reading. her when she's standing. What was it in the the? the oh, I'm in T in T two. Mm-hmm. Where in the end was she? When T one thousand clones Sarah. It's like, oh, come is to that me, who John. That was? Oh, okay. So that was her sister? Yeah. Oh, cool. Can you imagine okay. how excited you'd be as the director when the star Ooh, is like, hey, that. I got a twin sister that just lives in uh, Fresno? A yeah, couple of, yeah, a couple well, of months. Oh, thank God. was married to her for a couple of years. Oh, Cameron yeah. was? Yeah. Was he? Because I was just like randomly looking at oh, that's um, right. he Wikipedia that's for right. Linda Hamilton mm-hmm. just like seeing That was right after the original Terminator that got mm-hmm. married, wasn't it? Um, Very soon after. God, I bet he's a Oh, God, yeah. Probably. He's been divorced five times. Oh, yeah. He's a raging prick. But, damn, he makes movies that I love to watch. Oh, God, yeah. True Lies. Oh, so good. He wakes yeah. up and rolls into a money pile while laughing. You think? Oh, oh look yeah. at my money. Oh. He, like, roll, re-released Avatar a couple hundreds. months after it came out. Yeah, I Re-released know. it into theaters. Yeah, so if we're, the cast and crew doesn't really apply with Road Warrior, except that George Miller directed 
Yeah. The first two and Fury Road, which in my book holds a lot of oh, water. Oh, Jesus. I, I mean, I can't imagine being a director who had... He was a kid when he did the yeah, first two, wasn't he? must he? have been. He would have had to have been super young. And he did all the graphic novels. To have this, like, dream child and then have some other director take yeah, it be like, yeah, and... I'm going to do this with it. Well, yeah. that, that well, happens a lot, you know, like... We, no, it happens all the time. Way back, oh, yeah. but I mentioned that in the um, episode where we did Hellraiser, that oh, you have the first Barker, two, which yeah. have this certain tone yeah. that is just suffocatingly dark, and then you get to uh, the third one where they Americanize, and it's just like, little you just, campy. you may have popular, popularized the franchise, but you also killed it at the same time. Absolutely, yeah. Which, that's ironic that there's that parallel between Mad Max and say you can even you could probably pick out another franchise that's like that where maybe the first two follow um somewhat along the same lines and there's this third one that pops and you're like wait a second did this movie happen like in a parallel universe because none of this makes sense at all it's like you're setting this up like just to play a certain song so someone can plug their you know single on itunes and that's the whole purpose of the scene, and that's it. Yeah. It's like, are you trying to sell, you know, toys? I don't know what you're trying to do here, because this makes no sense in the context of the movie. This well, is the music video, just, they just put the band in some set. Just looking up George Miller. Uh, not Frank Miller, by the way. George Miller. Frank Miller is the... Uh, Didn't I say George Miller? No, you said Frank. Oh. So how about the Twilight Zone, the movie skit that he did? Did you ever see Twilight Zone, the movie? Oh, Yeah. Um, yeah, the, yeah, absolutely. Was that the yeah. one with uh, the guy who gets like killed in, in there? Stories. Yeah, was John Lithgow in one of the sequences? Yes, yes he was. was he, yes, did he, he was. Did you do the airplane one? Yes, he did. I think. You that's know what's really that... absolutely creepy about this director? What? He directed Happy Feet and Happy Feet Two. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it. Well, did you see a picture of him? <laughs> yeah, no, he's a little and Babe. He directed Babe. He has some really dark, dark, dark films, and then he's got. Oh, you know what that reminds what me the of? Uh, who's the Who's the director of Christmas Story? I didn't realize he directed Thunderdome. Oh yeah, man, that movie should not have happened. Yeah, no, but he's directed all ever... of them. They're all his. Yep. I I read that uh, Road Warrior picks up five years after Mad Max, and then Thunderdome is supposed to pick up like 15, fifteen years. years? Yeah. yeah. Okay. But as far as inspiration and takeaway, this movie, I don't think it came out. Ben, you'd probably know this. You think Road Warrior came first, or you think Escape from New York came first? I would say, I would say I'm Road Warrior. Because the, the there's a lot of inspiration. Road Warrior, yeah. You could probably look up John Carpenter's timeline mm-hmm. and figure it out. I just I love the say whole Road idea Warrior. of Mutant Car. Oh, 1981. Okay, well that makes sense because that's why John Carpenter didn't score. That's right. Uh, Roadway, that would have been yeah, pretty yeah. awesome. Bob Clark, who directed yeah, The Christmas right. Story, also directed Black Christmas, <laughs> which the, is one of the darkest forefathers worst. of like brutal slasher yeah, films. No Killing kidding. people with Christmas ornaments. Oh, my God. Well, he also did Porky's and then... <laughs> And then Baby Geniuses, I think, might have been his last film. He was all over the place, wasn't yeah. he? Wow, that guy was whacked. They always compromise for a oh. shit kids movie. No, his oh, last God. his last one looks Happy like it was Feet. a terrible kids movie. He, I like it. Well, Happy you know Feet. what? It looks like he did both Baby Genius movies. A both penguin of them. dancing around. Uh, and he also did no. Wonder. I don't understand the fascination of penguins. I don't. They're flightless birds. They survive on the most inhospitable place on the planet, and they're nothing but food for sea lions. Have you ever pronounced... Leopard seals, rather. Excuse me. Have you ever me. pronounced it uh, penguins? Does that help? 
No, it you doesn't. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say, aside from the portrayal on Gotham, the new television series, <laughs> the Penguin is the worst character ever in DC. I've seen a clip of it too. John Voight oh fights a CGI dog. What? Yeah. No. It has a 2.8 rating. John Voight fights a CGI. No. Only in our dreams. Only. Or All the right. karate dog. Which All right. Is best real. scenes in uh, Road Warrior. What do you think? Best scene. Um, uh, I really love the opening scene when it opens with the car. Although, I don't know. The uh, the compound going up in flames is pretty that was great. Good. That was good. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, love, I love the hook from the beginning. As soon as they open up from the newsreel, all of those okay. real low to the ground. Right. Um, yeah. The, real obviously, the yeah. like the, the obvious, the obviously I'm really there sort of stunts. Sure. You know. Okay. Ben? Well, I think the even though I generally don't like movies that open with montages and yeah. voiceovers, I think the writing was done well enough to pair with the stock footage that yeah, i agree that part of it and it was truly into... stock footage i yeah. mean this wasn't mm-hmm. like they went out and made something up they went to the archives and yeah found it looked real stock footage <laughs> plus to uh the giggly part of me just love the fact that feral kid throws this steel uh boomerang and takes out slave i love that part i think mm-hmm. and, that, the, and that, the fingers too the finger seat yeah i think <laughs> that was my favorite when you're introduced to the conflict between the 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 community and the the wanderers and max is sitting up on the ridge and watching all of this happen from you know a mile away or whatever it is and it puts you right in the middle of it and the feral kid by far steals the show at that point with the whole silver boomerang bit and and the fingers just getting Lopped clean off, like and of course, just, mm-hmm. Captain Featherhair getting you know eighty sixed right in Tatanka, the Tatanka, yeah, the WWF yeah. wrestler. No kidding. So no, by far I think that was my favorite scene, with the exception, of course, I also liked the scene when Max comes across the gyrocopter for the first time. I think yeah. the introduction to the gyrocopter captain. And the whole uh, that whole little interchange, which ends up with the gyrocopter being his prisoner, I thought that was really well done too. Because I don't think there were two words that Max said the entire time, and gyrocopter guy couldn't stop freaking talking yeah. the entire time. Bruce Stern just and it was hilarious. I mean, it was such a contradiction. Bruce Stern, yeah, the copter guy. No, 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 no. You're right. It's not Bruce Stern. It's um. It looks like Bruce Dern. It does look like Bruce Dern. I'm sorry. Uh, 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 what is his name? Yeah. It's not Bruce Dern. It's Bruce Spence. Oh, okay. Bruce Spence. I've never, I've Bruce, never seen yeah. him in anything Yeah, else. no. So, okay, so T2. Best scene. Oh, my God. There's so many. I know. There's some really good ones. The, the intensity that they're able to create with the <laughs> mall chase, starting mm. with... Behind, yeah, the like hallway. behind the stores, the, like the in walkways. the employee yeah, hallway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and that scene just goes on for so long. It really does. It ends up in the the canal then. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. But I remember the one of the the first one. There's there's a few movies where I've like the suspense and intensity is almost so great that it's like okay, I have to get up and walk around for a minute because right. like I have heartburn. <laughs> and the scene in the first one when he first gets Sarah. And um, are you Sarah Connor? Yeah, that whole scene after yeah. he gets her from Techmar, that was one of those. 
There's a couple in Alien mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, I'm having heart palpitations. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of fun scenes. I like the scene where they go to meet Sarah's cousin and they see the weapons cake. Uh, I just imagined a chocolate cake in the shape of a minigun. Right. Um, which I guess is the same minigun they used in Predator. Which is, is it really? kind of a fun fact. That is kind of a fun fact, yeah. But the alpha male in me, when you see all those things, you know, like, you know what's coming. Oh, yeah. You know what's going to happen. So, yeah, I'd, I'd probably say the mall chase. I think it's well choreographed. There's a lot of stunts involved that are with other cars. And, yeah. I like the more brutal scenes. Like, um, one's a smaller scene, but when the T-1000 um, imitates the... Um, cop who's getting coffee from the vending machine. He yeah. really? points his finger and it just, just goes whoop, full house. Yeah. <laughs> so that goes back to how well the effects were done too. It almost reminded me oh. of uh, Nightmare on Elm Street too, because he rises from the floor. Right, right. You know, mm-hmm. um, it's almost like um, a parallel to Freddy rising from the bed. And then uh, one of the other ones that I liked, which isn't a big scene or one that's played up, is when um, the Terminator literally takes his arm flesh off. And shows Dyson his arms just like oh yeah. when he just yeah. feels his he's I like, think that's one of the most uh, and he's convincing. like you know and showing his hand and moving his fingers and everything yeah. and he's the Dyson's like oh <laughs> yeah what's well, the one that I liked that uh, caught me off guard and I wouldn't have expected from uh, that film which I had forgotten about was the dream sequence where it's pretty much a nuclear bomb dropping it is. and you have yeah. your female lead. Literally burning, you're like, whoa! You probably won't see that these days. Because, Holding onto the yeah. fence, and mm-hmm. she's like, <laughs> yeah. So I think, like, even though the uh, Terminator Two obviously has the humor aspect with scenes like that, you get the sense that yeah, there are higher stakes. They're not just here to like, you know, trade one liners. There's something, you know, there's a real there's something substantial. It's a lot larger you know? scale than the first one. Oh, too. way like, yeah. bigger scale because it's way just, bigger. It's like. Yeah. Terminator versus Kyle, you know, the first yeah. movie. But the scene, the effect in the first one that really doesn't hold up is when he's in the hotel. Oh, and, he's and he, like, gouges his eye out. His oh, own yeah. Eye. The jerkiness. No, that really doesn't. On a low budget. Yeah. yeah, no, that doesn't hold up at all. But you take that and you put it in the new one, or the, the T2, mm-hmm. something similar, would still hold up today. I, I believe that 100%. And, and... I, my personal feeling is that anything with the T-1000, the T-1000 made that film. Yeah. Sword arms. At, oh, not just the yeah, sword seriously. arms. But the, the, the shotgun to the face. When he's, the shotgun to the face where it splits his head in yeah. two and then he, and back together again. Or when he's running and he has the hook arms and he hooks onto the car mm-hmm. and he gets, oh. His facial expression, just, to be able to oh, run that like that and not show perfect. any fatigue. He was absolutely perfect for that role. He must have conditioned. I know. I'm trying to re- remember his role. name too, Jimmy. I can't Robert, remember. Robert, Robert Patrick. Because you brought him Thank up you, during yes. the faculty episode. Because like that's oh, right. Yeah, he's still the T1000. In yes, this movie. he was yeah. basically. Yeah, I mean seriously. Yeah. Walking Dead. No, he was never. In I want to say Dead. that he was. He was like in a cop show too. Yeah. He might have been, but he was not in Walking Dead. That I do know. He just yeah. needs to play a character that frowns a lot, pretty much. Really? Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. No, but again, I I think that that particular character made the movie because you it was completely unexpected. Mm-hmm. You know, it was completely unexpected. And he's he, not huge. He's not bulky. He's no, he's kind of scrawny. He, if he, anything, he is normal looking. Yeah. 
That's the best you can think. Of. And when he takes over his, um, the the foster mom, and and that's another scene where Hell's he's standing wolfie. there. Is he okay with the with the blade through the milk carton into mm-hmm. the foster dad's? Head Nobody or likes whatever. that guy anyway. No, yeah, no, no, no. I mean, everybody. <laughs> You're not hated my mom, it. Todd. You know who the foster mom was though? She's been in a lot of different Cameron films. Should have been Mercedes Rule. Should have been, but wasn't. She has been in several different Cameron films. I don't she recognize in, her. She was in um, Aliens. Oh, yeah, yeah, she yeah. She played yeah. Uh, Ramirez, or not Ramirez. Uh, not uh, Cortez, but I know who yeah, you're talking you know what about. Thinking. And yeah. she also was in Titanic. Hmm. Oh, she played sh- the Irish mother in Titanic. Go to sleep, my little darling. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, she was in a lot of different films hmm. with him. So, yeah. That's really that's really fascinating. Yep. Uh, yeah, and it's also interesting that this T two came out seven years after the first one. That's a while. Kind of ties that's, into our yeah. whole Avatar talk, but yeah, a little bit. Within Avatar's seven years, forever. I feel like you have a like a whole new generation of of a demographic that doesn't even know what the Terminator was. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. but well, I, I think, think too, like with with the way the Terminator happened, you know, and became like a sensation when VHS came out. Like, the younger people who were seeing that probably had an older sibling who could, like, you know, say, hey, you're probably not supposed to watch this, but, hey, Terminator 2's coming out, so watch Terminator. Don't tell Mom. Now, was T2, was that uh, PG-13? No, that was R. Was it R? Terminator 2? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Okay, that was R. R. Okay, because I'm thinking, I know original Terminator was R because of the nudity and whatnot, but uh, I didn't know that... I, I was oh, in my mind that today, I think it would be PG. Oh yeah, they would have had to make it PG thirteen today. Yeah, yeah because, because it's so much more. Fi- and I don't want to say. I mean, a more. Um, it's more. It's a wider demographic. Yeah, a much wider demographic than the original. Yeah, and I'm thinking the first one is really so it's only brutal. violent. The violence might push it towards the edge, but it's not even close to an R violence rating. I mean, True. there's really no graphic well, deaths. There's all of the really... time that he's with John, he can't kill people. He's campy, and it's it's humorous, and the whole hop on one leg bit, mm-hmm. and here you could break that meathead's arm or whatever, and he goes to do it, and he's like whoa, 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 you know, whatever. But again, I had to think that that would be more PG thirteen today because a lot of the uh, you know Ben said that there's still a lot of brutality, and there is, but they have these scenes of. Humor and lightheartedness that yeah. kind of like give you time to let your pulse uh, lower, yeah. and then it's like, okay, now we're going to show you something else. Everybody ready for it? He's yeah. going to pull off his arm. Yeah. But well, that did. Well, the T one thousand conveniently absorbs most of the punishments. Just like he gets shot yeah. a few million times when they're escaping that mental institution. Well, the, yeah. But then it's like, oh, hey, he can absorb these bullets and reform himself. So. You kind of downplay the violence that's enacted Makes on him. Makes you wonder if he's absorbing the bullets, or if they're going through him, or if he yeah. expels them at some point. Because it creates like that kind of it could, standing. It creates on his a body. cavity. Well, it's a cavity that it creates, especially yeah. the shotgun. But it makes you wonder if he's absorbing them. Is that increasing his mass at that point? Or is I feel that... like they show some exit wounds at a couple points. I, I agree. I no, thought there they are did. some. Yeah. Well, with like the shotgun to the head. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, yeah. that's one great big exit wound. You know. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I I'm thinking that uh, uh, that he would have had to have gained mass and weight if he was going to keep absorbing bullets. He, he should have been like Dorian. Yeah. Off, it, off or camera. he just yeah. You know, he just walks over and goes. Argh! 
<laughs> Why not turn over and turn yourself into a gu- Oh, wait, no, he can't form complex machinery. Yeah, that'd be funny. But you like... would think from the very get-go they would have said, hmm, you're going to get shot with a bullet? Let's find a way to send that bullet back to its owner. You know? Yeah. Been, uh... Like from the mask. When Dorian right. sucks him all up, through his mouth. Would have been hilarious if he could form himself into a huge bullet because it reminds me of, um, like, from the Super Mario. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the giant bullet. Like giant yeah. Bullet. Like if you know, after they but escape the mental institution, he turns into a giant. Let's bullet. be like honest. Just... All that, all yeah. that Arnold would have had to have done is jump up and hit him right on the forehead. <laughs> That would have been the end of the movie. Fetch a burger. Yeah, yeah exactly. High five. High five. Yeah. Well, this bullet moves slowly in one yeah, direction. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, that's man. about it for us. Is it? Oh, okay. Uh, Time flies. And I all could that. just talk about Terminator Two all day long. Uh, you know, I like both of these movies very much, but they're not. They're not movies that I can wax, you know, rhapsodic or wax eloquent on forever. I mean, yeah. you know, <clears throat> T2, uh, definitely uh, one of those movies that frames part of my young adulthood, you know, mm-hmm. because of the, I'll be, or no, it's a hasta la vista, baby, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, all of that, that nonsense in the desert when he's trying to teach him how to be more human and everything. That stuff cracked me up when mm-hmm. I was younger, and and that stuck with me definitely. And and of course the vernacular, the the not the vernacular, the 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 quotes that came out of those movies were iconic, mm-hmm. you know. And so you can't help but not know them. But there wasn't much that came out of Road Warrior, though. Unfortunately, I mean there yeah, really wasn't. Sixteen there, lines of dialogue. Yeah, I know. I mean there was really. A lot of crappy knockoffs. Oh God, yeah, a lot of crappy I've seen knockoffs. A lot of them. Oh yeah, <laughs> lots oh, of crappy knockoffs. But uh, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, uh, it's it's one of those films that if you haven't watched it all the way through, you, you really there's only a couple that lines that you know stand out, and most oh, of yeah. them are from I mean, the bad guys. You know, yeah. As far as the post-apocalypse angle, there's not many that came before it that even came close to the. Uh, social there impact are very road few Warrior that had. came after. I mean, that's the standard. It really is the standard totally of the post-apocalyptic And Mad, Mac, Mad Max was not. I mean, the whole trilogy has that same theme, but right. Mad Max, most of it takes place in well, it was the in normal civilization. World. Yeah. yeah, quote unquote. <laughs> you know, and so Road yep. Warrior starts and ends in the same universe. How about that Terminator Two arcade game? Oh my God, with the Uzi. Yeah. Yes. Ugh. I mean that's bomb, that's, bomb, that's bomb, another bomb. big obvious yeah, difference. That was awful. Another big obvious difference between Terminator and Terminator Two is the merchandising. Oh jeez, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, merchandising. Terminator, Terminator, they were just trying to, like James Cameron was just trying Space to get balls the, the flame thrower. Baseball. I mean, but that's a coffee big, mug. A big difference between James Cameron when Terminator came out and then James Cameron when T Two came out, he had more leverage to have those kinds of things happen. Like, he was just trying to get Terminator made. Uh-huh. Like, if you look back on it and say, that's the most well, ridiculous thing ever. it's just like George ever. Lucas trying to get Star Wars made, you know? Mm-hmm. And George did something that many people just don't do, which was keep all of the rights. And that is what launched his epic empire. Which is why he also rolls out of bed every morning into a pile of money going, Yeah, <laughs> except his pile is ten times bigger than Cameron's. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and they had action figures for Terminator 2. Absolutely, Which yeah. is weird, because it's a them. rated R movie. How it the is. F- 
Yeah, I had, I had they don't do um, that. The Terminator one where it's like half his face, half his face is blown off. Yeah, and his arm like comes off too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I guess they had RoboCop stuff too. They so. did have RoboCop stuff. Yeah, and that was that was near damn near an X. Yeah, that would mean the violence too. in that was and just outrageous. Paul Verhoeven is such a creep. Just outrageous yeah. in that. So nee, nee, yeah. nee, nee. okay, well that's about it. Okay. So, since so, Stu's okay, our big done. winner, what are we doing next week, Stu? Uh, dazed and confused. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. And Fast Times at Ridgemont High. You know how cute I always thought you were, Brad? Dude, that's my skull. <laughs> <laughs> With contributions from Class of Newcomb High. <laughs> Not really. No. Let's forget that that movie exists. Yeah. Yeah, we and all probably people should, should forget that that exists. <laughs> Oh, trauma. <laughs> so we do this every Tuesday. If you want to do it with us, then I'm going to phrase that differently. We do this oh, you know Tuesday. you want to do it with us every Tuesday, baby. Oh. Uh, what I meant to say is if you want to come in through the back door. No. If you want to come in. Our back the door is always open. <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted yeah. to say. No, 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 no. We do this every Tuesday, and so can you. You can record with us if you'd like. I don't know. Bring your kids. Bring your bring pets. Your... Bring your grandma's pets. Or your grandma. You can find us on the Movie Show Theater Facebook page. You can leave a message also on the 90.7 Facebook page. nobody got page. time for that. Uh, yeah, and you can hear all of the rest of our episodes at movieshowtheater.com. So until next Tuesday, I'm Jimmy Malone. I'm Stuart Brown. Bye, Bud Snowden. Can you been listening to movie? Chill. Wait